Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Santini's Daily Dose Podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. You guys, today is obviously Tuesday, and you guys know Tuesdays. I give messages. I am so excited about this message, you guys. This is something um, the Holy Spirit has continued to remind me of in certain seasons of my life, and now um, he is starting to resume it in a more consistent matter. We're going to open in prayer here, you guys, and thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this. Uh, I just, wherever you're at with Christ, whether you have a relationship or you don't, um, there's a reason God is putting breath in your lungs right now. Uh, You guys can read in Genesis where when God creates Adam, it actually talks about how the Lord um, put breath into Adam's nostrils. It was, it's something that's like, like we, we should be able to imagine that you guys and like, like that actually happened. That's unbelievable. That that actually happened. That should that should blow our minds away, you guys. Like nothing else. Seriously. So, you know, um let's open in prayer here and then we're gonna get this message started. I have I have about four pages, four and a half pages of notes. One, two, three, four, about four and a half. So this is just some wisdom the Lord's really given me. And I, I if you guys are taking notes, take notes. Um, I take notes personally when I uh, go to church or anything. Um, it helps me remember things. And I can always go back and look and just see what the Lord did. It's super cool. And uh, every time I've written stuff down, I've never regretted it. So, let the motive of my heart be true as I start this. The things that are in me that you know about me that I don't. Father, I surrender them to you. You know me better than I know myself. Thank you that you're with me, Lord. I thank you that you're with the person that is listening to this, that you're actually with them, God, physically, in the spiritual realm. Father, I pray you'd fight for them. Their intimacy would grow with you today, Father. We would grow in intimacy with you, Father. Thank you for your love, your mercy, Lord. Thank you for the new covenant that you've brought to us through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us to find reverence in our hearts. Father, we fear you today, Lord, in a healthy manner. I pray for those who are looking for open doors, Father, that you would, your will would be done. For those who just feel like they're trying to do so many things and they're just feeling stuck, Father, that intimacy would just rise in that moment with you, Father. For those who are being persecuted on the job for their faith, Father, that your favor would be upon them. We trust you, Lord. I thank you for your peace. You reign above it all, Father. Right now, you have 10,000 angels around your throne. There's no reason why we shouldn't trust you. I pray that 
your Holy Spirit would minister to my brothers and sisters in Christ and the things that they need to know and that I would trust that the Holy Spirit's going to do that, Father. I pray for those who have unmet desires in their heart that their intimacy and trust with you would rise and they would find peace in their hearts. I pray this message would bring you honor and glory, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. The first verse we're going to start off with uh, with is is in Jeremiah 17:9 and it says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Some of you know I did a message here on my podcast about this particular verse and I will keep it simple here about this verse instead of breaking it down like I did in the understanding Jeremiah 17:9 message which you guys can find down uh, the list here on my podcast. But in context, you guys, some of you guys know, context is a big thing for me. And if we are not reading our Bible in context, then 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 th- that's something we need to fix. Because in context, this verse is strictly for unbelievers. How do I know that? I'm going to repeat myself again as I did in the understanding Jeremiah 17, 9 verse, uh, or sorry, I'm going to repeat that. How do I know that that verse is for unbelievers? I'm going to repeat myself again as I, as I did in the understanding Jeremiah 17, 9 message that I did. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. The context of what is in that verse in Ezekiel is the new covenant God was in that time going to bring with Jesus. So based on all of that, how to know if you how to know if you have this new heart God talks about is if you've asked him for a new heart and have been given the Holy Spirit which comes by believing in Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. We can see in this verse, it's one, it's just one small piece to what we are going to unravel here on God, looking at our hearts. That's the context of my message, guys, is that God looks at our hearts. Go to Luke um, chapter 6, verse 45. Uh, for those of you that are either looking that up or opening your Bible, I'll give you a second to get there if you want to. For those that of you that like to listen as well instead of reading, that's me personally. I don't like reading something uh, along with someone when I'm when I'm when I'm at church or when I'm uh you know whatever sometimes I do but I do better sitting and listening. You know, God creates everyone differently and if someone gives you kind of Um, backlash about, um, you know, you should be opening your Bible, then I would seriously consider that person being incredibly legalistic. Luke 6.45, it reads, as Jesus says, and this is a verse that I used um, in one of my last messages, you guys. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The context of this verse is about repenting of bad things in your life and trading for good things you can store in your heart. Then Jesus finishes with whatever your heart is full of, it will speak of. Check out 1 Samuel 
chapter 16, verse 7. I'll give you guys a second to go there. Okay, 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see what the man sees. For man, us, looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the hearts. The context of this verse is when Samuel comes to David's family, seeing who shall be anointed as king. And Samuel keeps saying to the Lord, this man, that man, and God kept saying no over and over again. And eventually David comes along and God points David out to Samuel. This is a very big, uh, this is another big verse here, guys. Proverbs, um, which some of us no, not all know, and those that don't know, Proverbs is considered the book of wisdom. Proverbs 16.2, in a version I found when I was writing this message on my MacBook, the New Life version, which actually really opened my eyes when I read this version, but it says, um, Proverbs 16, verse 2, all the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. I want to repeat that, you guys. All of the ways of the man is pure in our eyes. But the Lord weighs the thoughts of the heart. So here we go. We're going to break this down. Solomon, um, this is actually in Ecclesiastes. I thought it was in Proverbs. I looked it up when I was doing this, when I was writing this message last night, and I thought, oh my gosh. Now, Solomon did write Ecclesiastes, and you guys, oh my gosh, Ecclesiastes is just, it's a, it's a great book. Absolutely incredible. Solomon is ultimately saying in this bit of wisdom that God looks at our motives. Basically, why we do things. There will always be a reason we do things. You guys, there's always a reason behind something we do. That's just like, come on. So let's break this verse down in Proverbs. Or, I don't know why I wrote, I don't know why I, oh no, it is in Proverbs. I, I'm sorry, it's not in Ecclesiastes, it's in Proverbs, I'm sorry. The context of all of all this is about um, a lot of the verse, a lot of the verses in the 16th chapter of Proverbs, you guys, it talks an awful lot about our hearts. In Proverbs 16, if you guys read it, um, a lot of the verses in that chapter is about our hearts. Um, I, I, I absolutely must decrease in your life so God can increase in you. So I'm not going to read the chapter to you. Go read it for yourself. I hope this is making sense for you guys so far. Just understanding that God looks at our hearts, you guys. Here we go. Um, see what I'm talking about for yourself on the chapter of Proverbs. See for yourself. Um, it's Proverbs 16. Just take a look at that, you guys. Our last scripture we're going to be looking at is a passage most of us may know, but it's in Matthew 5, verses 27 through 30. This is in the New International Version, um, as known as the NIV. And it's really funny. I actually went to church on Sunday, and there was a guest speaker that came and absolutely gave an incredible message. And he named the NIV version the never incorrect version. 
I was dying. It was so great. Or wait, was that Sunday? Yeah, it was. Yep, Sunday night. Okay, here we go. You have This is Jesus speaking to you guys. You have heard it that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. Verse 28, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of one part of your body than your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. So again, Jesus goes back to the matter and subject of the heart. It's just that simple. Now the part where Jesus talks about in verse 29 through 30 if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. What many theologians, which are people who have been studying the scriptures for centuries upon centuries, seem to have come down to the conclusion of if there is something in our lives that continually causes us to fall into sin of adultery or any sin, then we need to cut that out of our lives. As we close, you guys, I hope we can use these scriptures not only from the Old Testament but the New Testament as well and grow into more wisdom today with the Lord. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 that wisdom is better than muscle. The Holy Spirit has been working in me and helping me to pray more on the motives of my heart in the decisions I do and the things I say to be good. It has really been opening my eyes and I love it. That is my message for you guys today. I hope this makes sense to you. You know, one thing, I'm just going to kind of be vulnerable again. Some of you guys know that on Sundays I read a journal with you and I just get really vulnerable on how my week was. And I'm just going to do that again right now. If you guys could pray for me about this, please. I would, you know, obviously appreciate it. One thing the enemy does with me a lot is I give not just one of my messages on Tuesdays or my prophetic poems that I read on Fridays or my journals. Like every single one the enemy comes to me and he goes, oh, you know, did you really make sense? Are people really understanding what you're saying? And the reason why he's saying that is because it triggers my insecurity. Now, everyone has a type of insecurity. Uh, it's, it's everyone does. If everyone didn't, then they wouldn't be trying to um, put this mask on or dress nicely. We grow up in a world where we are taught to seek approval from man. And um, maybe that's a message I'll do sometime, another time. But, you know, I hope this makes sense to you guys. Like, the Lord looks at our hearts. We read in Proverbs where, you know, it talks about how the Lord looks at the motives of our hearts. And we, so he says in Proverbs 6 that we look at our ways and we think that, you know, oh yeah, it's pure, it's good. 
but why am I doing it? Because he, Solomon goes on and says that the Lord actually looks at the motive of your heart. He looks at why. Why am I insecure? Because I've been hurt and I don't know my, my identity. Um, why am I watching pornography? Because I don't have enough intimacy with the Father. Why? Uh, there's probably a million other reasons why, you know, uh, you might be struggling with pornography, but... Uh, today is actually my two months with no sexual integrity and um, for those of you that are struggling with that whether it's men whether it's a guy or a girl you guys this is a subject that um, I do want to talk about in the future and I'm just going to talk about it when the Lord wants me to um, but I totally 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 lost my thought um, oh the the two things that really helped me or the three things that really helped me get off pornography and how to really and not even that but masturbation as well um, that is a sin uh, it, it, it's really self gratifying and I'm sorry you, 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 and don't use don't, do not use Philippians 4.13 don't because then you're totally taking that verse out of context you cannot masturbate without having lustful thoughts. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. Because at that point, you're opening the door for the enemy and you're asking him to come in, whether you know it or not. The enemy's not going to come in if you don't know it. He's going to take every opportunity he has. That's what you guys have to realize. Um, but the three things that really helped me get off sexual integrity issues were fasting, reading my Bible consistently while taking notes, Going deep with God, focusing on Him in that moment, forgetting about my phone, um, and the third thing, uh, getting off social media. I'm fasting social media right now, you guys. I did it for a whole year from uh, August of like August or September of 2019 till about March of last year. Um, so I was all, well. Is that a year? I forget the dates, you guys, but I was off social media for about a year, um, from 2019 to 2020. Uh, I'm not sure what months, but I was off of it for about a year, and I went on it every now and then, uh, maybe like once every two or three months to give everyone an update, and I'm off of it right now, um, again, because it's too distracting for my relationship with the Lord. It triggers my me comparing myself to people. It triggers, you know, uh, lust and... It's just really bad, you guys. Like, you should know this, and I'm sure you do. There's a documentary I watched on Netflix about um, the, the, the dilemma of social media. You guys should really, seriously check it out. Because it, it, they interview these people that used to work with Facebook and Google and these people who work on social media platforms, and they talk about how they actually... Their job was to make it as addictive as possible. This is how screwed I was, you guys. Once I got home from California uh, in seminary, when I got home in January, March, uh, in March of 2020, because I had to drive home from California because COVID hit. That's a long story. Once I got home and everything was shut down, um, I would play Xbox. And when Battle, when Star Wars Battlefront 2, the game was loading. I could not sit there and wait. I had to go on my phone for 20 seconds and look at Instagram and then go play Xbox. That's how bad it was, you guys. 
Um, so those are three things that really helped me get off of it. And, um, you know, I've had slip ups. I've had, I can't tell you how many times I've had two or three months and I've just slipped up. But then I remember every time in those moments, I went to God, I got on my knees and I said, Lord, I'm sorry. And I just had an intimate moment with him and spiritual warfare came and you know, that's the past. My sins are forgiven and forgotten. That's in Jeremiah and then in Hebrews. And the writer of Hebrews actually quotes what's in Jeremiah. And what I think, uh, the, what the writer means by forgets is that God is not going to bring it up again. And that's why the bride of Christ will not be judged on judgment day. If That's a whole other subject I think I'll talk about on how um, I don't think the bride of Christ will be judged. There's a verse in Romans that backs that up. Um, obviously, sins being forgiven and forgotten. Sins being separated as far as the east is from the rest. And uh, there's there's a secret in Revelation that actually kind of peaks to that too. So uh, we're going on here on 20 minutes, you guys. Obviously, you know as you're watching. I mean, I'm just recording it right now and I'm looking at my timer. But um, I know I just gave you a bunch of wisdom. But you know what? I'm trusting the Holy Spirit's going to remind you what you need to know. Um, whether it's from me or not. I'm just here to give you guys the wisdom that I've learned over the years. And there's a work that the Lord has been doing in my heart that I cannot ignore. And I just want to get my wisdom out there. So let's close in prayer here, you guys. And uh, then we got some finishing announcements and then we'll log off here. Father, I thank you that we are the apple of your eye. We thank you for your mercy, Father, for your goodness. Father, that we wouldn't worry about the will that you have for us, but we would just continue to grow in intimacy, God. Help us to understand what intimacy really is, Father. We abide in you, Lord. Thank you for your peace. so good we worship you father infinite in all your ways lord we trust you alpha and omega we praise you father change our hearts let the motives of our hearts be good and honoring towards you father father that we would know your word for those who need a change in their heart for repentance, Father, I pray your grace would be poured out. For those who are suffering from grief, from relapses and sin, Father, I pray your favor to be upon them, Lord. Come to them in dreams and visions, Lord. I thank you that you're singing songs over them. I thank you that you're kind, that you're slow to anger. Father, for those people that you're angry at, Father, I pray that I remind you as Moses reminded you of your mercy. Thank you, Papa. Thank you for today. Thank you for calling us by name. Our sins are forgiven and forgotten. I declare healing. Lord, anyone listening to this that has not confessed sin, I confess it to you. I pray that it would be forgiven and forgotten. 
I pray for peace to surround their mind, Father, that they would feel miraculous trust in their heart with you, that you would do that work in their hearts. Give us the wisdom that we need to know, Father. We're going to be with you one day, God. We're going to be with you. That we're only here temporarily. For those who are tempted to fall away from you, Father, well, that you would renew their strength. That you would plant something in them that they need. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, again, I hope you understand everything that I say today is out of love and only love. That that's the corner, that that, that is, that that's the motive of my heart. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Friday, I'm going to be coming again with a prophetic poem, you guys. And again, for those of you that don't know, um, what I do Friday is I basically um, read to you what the Father is saying to you over the week. So again, I hope that makes sense, but it's I sit down and I listen to the Lord and I type down what he wants me to write and then I read it to you and it's basically the Father's words over you throughout the week. It's a prophetic act. Um, I do have a prophetic gift. If you guys would like a prophetic word, you can find me on Facebook at Josiah Drumovius. My profile picture is the same picture that you see um, you know, on my podcast. So I love to use my gift, you guys, and uh, I do live prophetic ministry uh, about the first of every month. So, yeah, if I look at my calendar here, I should, I just thought about that now as I said it, but looks like we might have a prophetic night. Um, in two days, it'll be a week, so a week in two days. So, this Friday, uh, it seems the Lord wants me to do a poem on uh, a call to repentance um, that sentence kept running through my mind today when I was at work. And um, I thought, you know, Lord, maybe this is the poem you want me to do. And so I want to pray about it, you guys. But listen, thank you so much for tuning in to Santini's Daily Dose podcast. This is your friend Josiah. God is with you. <laughs>